There is no laundry. There mm-hmm. is no mopping the floor and there is mm-hmm. no washing dishes, no matter how, you know, if the, there's a pile of dishes in the sink. They will be there tomorrow because, you know, there's always dishes to wash. Dishes and laundry. Yeah. So no, from when everyone goes to bed, which is roughly like eight o'clock until I finish a project, that is me time. Um, and no one interrupts that. And that time is sacred. You are listening to season two, episode 16 of the Latina Mom Legacy podcast. Do you wonder how you can balance it all? Are you a working mom struggling with time management? On today's episode, we have a Latina mom of two that shares her keeping it real secrets. She's a mom of twin boys with a day job and the lettering artist behind JTB Lettering, Jenny T. Biggers. Join us as we talk about raising bilingual boys, juggling different aspects of her busy mompreneur life, and what you can do to better prioritize, laundry not included. Así que no te lo pierdas. You're listening to the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast, where we empower moms raising bilingual kids, talk about growing up Hispanic and tradiciones, and celebrate motherhood. It's time to keep it real, learn tips and tricks from other moms like you, and start creating a legacy your abuela would be proud of. If you're a Latina mom or have a multicultural family like mine, then you're in the right place. I am your host, proud immigrant daughter, rock star wife, mom to five-year-old Victoria Grace, my legacy founder and cafecito lover, Danny Perez. Hola, hola, how are you? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you had a great week. I have to apologize that there wasn't a podcast last week. So let me just catch you up and fill you in on what happened. So the podcast was supposed to air on Tuesday. And I typically spend a few days just editing and putting them together. And I needed to record the intro, which I'm recording now, and the closing segment for for the episode. And Sunday, I got stung by a bee. Now, I didn't think that I was allergic to bees or bee stings, but what happened was that I was in a lot of pain. My legs swelled up and I started itching. I didn't know what was going on. So I took some allergy medicine and I had read to put like baking soda, like do baking soda and water paste to help the swelling. And that actually helped a lot, believe it or not. And I went ahead and just did that. I laid down for for a few hours and... What ended up happening was I started to feel better. So by like 12 o'clock, like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I was fine. I started to kind of do some light work, uh, like emails and stuff. And and it was it was fine. But then in the afternoon, like in towards the, the end of the day, I started to feel really, really dizzy. I started to feel nauseous and I had a really massive headache and I was just very fatigued. Like I, I just felt very weak. Like I couldn't hold myself up. I felt like I was going to pass out. And I told my husband, I said, I'm not feeling right. I think we need to go to the hospital or to urgent care, which was really where we wanted to go. So we ended up going to urgent care, but urgent care was closed because it was Sunday. It was late in the afternoon. They were closed. So we ended up going to the hospital. And I'm not going to share with you what hospital we went to out here in Jersey, but I will tell you, my goodness, it was just such an awful experience. Like the the whole check-in process, like the ladies that were doing the admitting were, I don't know if they just didn't care for their job or what, or they're just like over 
getting so many people throughout the day. I don't know. Believe me, the last place that I wanted to be uh, during this pandemic is in a hospital. Okay, that's like not where I wanted to be. They were just so unpleasant. My husband was like, they just did not like you at all and I said right it was like it wasn't just me like it, it it was just it was a big turnoff and and I didn't want to be there but I had to be there because I was just paranoid that something was happening and I just wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay so long story short they did all the tests and everything came out fine. So I was fine. So the doctor just said that, you know, maybe it was a combination of things and it could have also been anxiety. It's very interesting that he did mention anxiety because I feel like with the pandemic, with everything that's been going on, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Like, I know my body did have some sort of reaction to the bee sting, but my anxiety, you know, with that, with everything that's been going on, could have also manifested itself in in all those symptoms. So it was just very interesting. I am hoping to have a psychologist or therapist here on our next show to help us kind of understand a little bit more about anxiety and anxiety in kids and, you know, going back to school and, you know, to give us some tips on things that we can do for ourselves and for our families and our kids to really help us navigate these stressful times. Because sometimes, even if you don't think so, just like so many things can happen within your body that it manifests itself. And I kind of felt like that was kind of happening with me. So, but I am fine. I'm not a hundred percent yet, but I'm, I'm probably like 80, 85%. So I'm on my way to back to normal. So if you were concerned, thank you for, for your concern. Last week, we announced the giveaway winners for the Christmas in July. Spectacular. Thank you so much if you participated with all our brands. And uh, we did announce the giveaway winner for the $500 mystery box. So thank you so much again for, for all of you that entered. ¿Qué te pareció our episode with Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres? That was our last episode. ¿Te gustó? I hope you did. They are wonderful people. They are so talented. They're humble. It was just, it really was an honor to interview them and to have that connection with them because they are certainly promoting language learning and cultura and everything that I love and, and stand for. So I was very happy and fortunate to have interviewed them. If you haven't listened to that episode, se los recomiendo. That was our previous episode, so you can check that out. This week, I have a very special interview with a Latina mom of twins. She is super duper talented. She is a mom, she has a day job, and she has an amazing side hustle, JTB Lettering, where she is just, she's so talented. She does signs, she does paintings, she does cards, she does all sorts of stuff. Our conversation really has to do with how she balances it all. Espero que te guste, and please stay safe, wear your mask. Even though it's a new norm, just please stay safe, and that's it. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, okay? Ciao, ciao. I am so happy to have on today's guest, Jenny. Thank you so much for being on. 
Thank you so much for having me. I am so uh, grateful for you for this opportunity. And Johnny, I've been a big supporter and a follower of you. So I'm so excited to actually see you, even it's, if it's through Skype, but it feels kind of like an in-person. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. So let me share with you, our listener, how I know Jenny. Jenny is another of my Instagram fam, <laughs> as I like to call. Jenny is just somebody that she's so talented. And I followed her for I think we've been like mutually followed each other for, for a number of years now. And it's just been awesome growing and seeing someone as talented as she is just grow and evolve and seeing her her kids grow and evolve you just kind of feel like like you know them so so Jenny I'm I'm so happy to have you on today's show thank you thank you um it, you're right we have been growing together and I think we've been learning as well um and I know we're in various groups with one another so it's just so nice to see how more resourceful we've become over the years grown as entrepreneurs but also as parents so it's 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 been a nice experience absolutely absolutely so jenny tell us a little bit about yourself so my name is jenny biggers i reside in uh, riverside california but i am from new jersey so i'm born and raised in uh, northern new jersey so i am a jersey girl through and through I have had the wonderful opportunity to have moved to and lived in various states on the East Coast. Um, and because of a job opportunity for my husband, we are in Riverside, California. I did say husband. I am married to my soulmate who I met in college. And uh, we've been together uh, for close to 13 years now, married for almost 10. And we have two beautiful twin boys. We call them M&M, Marco and Mateo. A little bit about myself in terms of my professional experience. I have an eight to five. I'm a working mom. I'm a disability specialist at a university here in California. And when I'm not doing that and I'm not spending all that quality time with Eminem, I am also a lettering artist. I am the artist behind JTB Lettering, which is how Jenny and I connected. That is uh, something that I have dedicated a lot of time to because JTB lettering belongs to me. Something mm -hmm. that it does not belong to an employer, to my husband or my kids. It's something I get to do for me and it brings me a lot of joy. And um, it's a way that I've connected with other families, other moms mm -hmm. and how I've kind of supported the things that I've wanted to get or wanted to invest in. I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your family's background. Absolutely. My mother is Honduran and my dad is Ecuadorian. So I am mitad Hondureña and mitad Ecuadoriana. Oh, um, my parents met um, in New Jersey. They are no longer together, but mm -hmm. I am the product of or the best of both worlds, as they say. It's been such an experience because I basically have had two upbringings, right? How mm -hmm. traditions in South America are very different from Central America. Mm -hmm. and my dad actually retired and moved back to Ecuador. Um, and my mom um, is still in New Jersey. So there are certain traditions that are very much Honduran. Um, and then there are certain traditions, uh, expressions used that are more traditionally heard in Ecuador, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've had to kind of pick and choose what I wanted 
in terms of raising Marco Mateo, like there are certain songs that my mom used to sing to me. Mm-hmm. Those are the songs we sing before bed. Um, and there are certain um, dishes or terminology that you hear only in Ecuador. So I tried to bring those up, Marco Mateo, so that when they do see our family and they hear those terms and they know exactly what they're talking about. Oh, I love it. What about your husband? Where is he from? Oh, that's a great question. So uh, <laughs> he's from everywhere. <laughs> he, he, he really is from everywhere. So he was actually born in California, but moved around because his father was an engineer. But he has actually lived overseas at some point in time. But his background, given the last name of Biggers, is Scottish. So he's a blend of the UK, essentially. However, Dan actually speaks Spanish because he minored in it when he was in college. Um, So obviously, the boys have their name, you know, the the Biggers name. And so that's part of their identity. Mm -hmm. Um, But my identity and my background, it it was so important for me that that still stayed with my children. So we Mm -hmm. were very intentional with the names that we gave them. So Marco and Mateo, Marco is named after my father-in-law, but we just essentially gave him the Spanish version. Oh, very good. I love that. And and Mateo, Mateo Andres is named, Andres is the name of a great uncle. Um, and so we just kind of, Mateo just rang really nicely with Mateo. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to actively raise them to be bilingual? Define trying, just kidding. <laughs> um, so when Marco and when Marco and Mateo were born, we were very adamant. We were 100% sure that we were going to raise them bilingual. And Dan spoke only in English and I spoke only in Spanish. And we went for it for a really long time. And the boys were really just responding well, um, which were really good signs in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then we did see a a delay in speech, but it was not a delay in speech due to the bilingualism. It was just other other limitations that that Mm -hmm. rose up. So uh, Marco Mateo at the age of two um, were diagnosed with an ex- uh, a speech delay. So expressive mm-hmm. expressive language was an area of deficit. Um, mm-hmm. So they could understand everything I was I was saying. So I didn't stop. So or and I still don't stop. We continue to speak to them in, in Spanish, but now it's a it's a mixture of Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know I can tell uh, Marco Mateo something right now in Spanish, and they will understand what I'm I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They might not always be able to s- express it, but it's still an area for growth that we're working on, even yeah. in the English language. And so right now, because a lot of the supports that they have in place because of that exp- expressive language delay, we are just trying to be consistent in how we are. Uh, supporting them Mm -hmm. but we have a time where we only read Spanish books and we only engage in activities whether it's like music or singing or crafts and we try to do that just in Spanish um, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You mentioned that you're reading to them in Spanish what are some of the kids favorite books at this time? Anything in Spanish anything Curious George. Oh okay. Jorge Curioso. So that has always been a favorite ever since they were little. And a lot of the of that series, it does have it in English and in Spanish, which is nice. So grandma and grandpa from dad's side of the family can come and read it in English, but I can still have the opp- opportunity to read that same book, but in Spanish. Any Essentially any book 
that allows them to learn a little bit about their background. So even if it even if it's in English, there's still like the Spanish component. But when I initially started to read to them, I started with the Little Libros uh, book series. And at mm-hmm. the time when Marco and Mateo were just born, that series had just come out. And so that series was growing with them. So it was really nice. Um, so a lot of their their basic vocabulary was from those from those books. Dan has been so supportive of reading to them in Spanish and keeping, you know, saying whatever terms of vocabulary that I've started to say from the get-go since Eminem were little, he maintains that consistency. A lot of the books that we read in Spanish are pretty basic, but are the foundations to building that vocabulary that, Mm. that they need. I think that's great. What about any uh, television? Do they watch shows or apps that you use with them that are either Spanish or bilingual? Uh, screen time is very limited for Marco Mateo, but when we do, there are some apps such as like Play Kids that will have some functions uh, where you can put it in another language, or there are songs that go over different. Uh, languages. So singing the alphabet in English, Spanish, and Portuguese, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, saying hello and goodbye in multiple languages. Um, so Play Kids is a really fun app. Uh, you do have to like pay for a subscription, but there's opportunities for them to to engage in, in multilingual activity. But screen time is very limited. They do not get to watch a lot of TV. I'm all for it now because of the pandemic. It's been... Right, right so much harder because before I was very good about limiting Victoria because she had school all day and then we really didn't watch television during the week you know every now and then like a special treat but but now it's like oh my gosh I need to have her entertained I need another 30 minutes so that I can send out these emails (laughs) the boys go through phases so right now everything is Star Wars Mm -hmm. but it's it's in English right so Star Wars and a few Disney movies here and there um and I think reading, reading to children, whatever language you decide, at a very young age, they will gravitate to their books for fun. So I will say mommy's going into a meeting because I'm still working from home and they'll go to the loft, their playroom area, and they'll, you know, they'll go pick up their books and they'll read. I love that. How old are the kids now? They are five. Can you they are five. five. No, I thought they were four. They're five already? I remember watching your videos about like the word of the day and you know, know going over that with and with them. I was like, okay, guys, boys, the word of the day. <laughs> I think that's also a really great resource. I used my friends, right? I used my yeah. own community and I would play your videos or I would call my mom and my mom would, you know, read something in Spanish or recite a story. Same with my dad. So I used those resources because I am I am far away from my family. But mm-hmm. it was, you know, just one phone call. My my parents would say like, "Como estás?" and they would say, "I'm good. How are you?" So again, not being able to communicate in Spanish, but being able to intake is still a you know that's yeah that's great. that's great. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing those tips with us. This mommy break is brought to you by Mi Legacy Shop. Mi Legacy Shop is a marketplace that I personally created that celebrates our Latinx heritage and promotes Spanish language learning. You can shop our best-selling onesies or child tees with sayings like sana sana colita de rana. Tell the world I'm not a regular mom, I'm a Latina mom with one of our eco-friendly totes. Or you can also download print-at-home flashcards and educational material that will help your child learn Espanol. Use promo code POD25 or POD25 and get 25% off your first order. 
That's mi legacy shop spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I shop.com. No te lo pierdas. So Jenny, you are a juggling mom. You have a day job. You have the kids. You have your lettering business. You're so talented. You have beautiful pictures on Instagram. But as I know, and you know, a lot of that is very much on the surface. And behind the scenes, many times we are exhausted and just trying to take it day by day. So let's talk a little bit about your day. What is a typical day in the life of this mompreneur looks like? Okay. You want the honest truth, right? Yes. Right, okay. real. <laughs> okay. There is sometimes sacrifice that happens. I wake up very early. Um, like how early? What's you when you say very yeah. early? What's... Yeah, sure. So I might get up about four or five, depending mm-hmm. on the day or what lies ahead. So let's say it's a slow, slow day where I don't have any many meetings or I don't have any projects. I'll do, uh, so I'll, I'll get up at five. I check my, you know, check my email. Everyone is still sleeping. So the goal of waking up that early is so that I have that time for myself to Mm -hmm. do kind of those tedious tasks that require a little bit more attention. So Mm -hmm. I check my emails. I do uh, my social media component because, you know, social media is not just about posting pictures. There's, you know, there it's it is there's a process to uh, to marketing and engagement and connecting that takes time. So I try to dedicate my my, you know, one hour to to that and my work emails and just kind of outlining my day around six o'clock when the sun comes out, I head for a run. But as I run, I always try to it's called habit stacking. And so I want to I want to get my exercise, but I also want to read a book, but I can't read a book because I don't have time to read a book, but I have time to listen to a book. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I will go on my morning run and listen to maybe 40 minutes of a book that I'm currently working on. I get home and by the time I get home, my children are already up. So they are early risers. Mm-hmm. So it's now 6.45, 7 and it's, it's time to get our day started. Um, what's really great about, there's nothing great about the pandemic. But what's nice about our current situation is that both my husband and I are working from home. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to tag each other in. So this mm-hmm. is not this is not a one person show. This is a yes. team effort. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I you know, I come in through the door and the boys are already sitting with dad and they're about to start their breakfast. Um and then we kind of outline the day. And I know this sounds kind of silly, but we have a chalkboard in the dining room mm-hmm. um, where dad has written down all of the tasks that need to be completed. <laughs> it Love might not that. be in a specific order, but they just have to get done that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even and that's also helpful for the both of us, because I'll say I will do writing and math and daddy's going to do reading and tracing. Um, and then there's our time with mommy and then trampoline time with daddy. Um, because what is happening right now is that we, um, we have, we still have our eight to five jobs. We still have to respond to them. So we also are doing our best to Mm -hmm. schedule our day with breaks in between, right? They look like breaks from the work perspective, but they're really parental responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, so 
I'm able to have my work laptop next to me as I'm doing math and writing with my children. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that requires some time and effort. Again, that's why I wake up early. And so we tag team throughout the day. And, um, and luckily there, there are some uh, supports that we have that we're being able to provide that were provided tele uh, via teletherapy. Um, mm -hmm. And so the speech therapy, the occupational therapy. Um, so even though they were, we're supposed, we need to be there to monitor, it still gave us a little bit of wiggle room. So we're constantly mm -hmm. multitasking to survive the eight to five. And then, you know, once the work, the work clock ends, you know, we shut down our computers and we, we try to be as present as possible for each other and for our children. You know, there are things, it's like, it's like round two, you, you know, you check into your, you know, you clock into your, your next job. It's like, all right, you got to get dinner ready. You got to get the, the laundry. You forgot that you put the, the clothes in the washer earlier in the morning. You got to rewash <laughs> it again and then put it in the dryer. And, and we tried really hard because I love time management and organization. It's something that I work with my students from my eight to five job. So it's mm -hmm. something I need to practice what I preach. So I, uh, I do my best to schedule the things that need to get done, but also schedule the things mm -hmm. that are fun. So you mentioned that you use time management skills in your day job and you like to apply them at home. What are some tips that you can give us to help us improve our time management skills at home? Absolutely. So by no means am I a perfect working mom, but I try really hard to practice what I preach. So all of mm -hmm. the tips that I bring to my students, to my team at work, try to generalize that into my own, my own life here at home. Mm -hmm. And so... When we think of our planners and organization and scheduling things, we think of scheduling all the things that we don't want to forget and all the things that we don't want to do. And what I would suggest to everyone who's looking to in, improve on their time management is to also to schedule the self-care, to schedule mm -hmm. the things that bring them joy. And partaking in those activities that bring us joy increases our motivation. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really important to do that. So you know, when I meet with students, and this is very, any mom can relate. Uh, sometimes as a student, you are working on a paper and you are, you forget to eat, you forget to mm -hmm. shower, mm -hmm. you forget to take care of like simple tasks, like pay a bill, that those are things that we will fall into that trap. At seven, I'm going to eat my breakfast. At noon, I'm going to have lunch with my kids. And then I'm going to sit down and eat dinner with my children. Mm -hmm. um, so mealtime is sacred. And then, like I mentioned, I, I wake up early so that I have that hour to myself. Those two hours, because one hour is just like for work, but the other hour for running, because I can do anything. I can go to running. I can dedicate it to my the let, any lettering projects that I may have. But in the evening when everyone goes to bed, it's when JTB lettering opens, right? Mm -hmm. It is my sacred time. It is, mm -hmm. it is my time to fulfill orders. And it brings me so much joy to do that. So I keep JTB lettering as my, my personal project that I get to mm -hmm. do when everyone goes to bed. There is no laundry, there mm -hmm. is no mopping the floor, and there is mm -hmm. no washing dishes, no matter how, you know, if the, there's a pile of dishes in the sink, they will be there tomorrow. Because, you know, there's always dishes to wash. Here. Dishes so and laundry. Yeah, so no, 
<laughs> from when everyone goes to bed, which is roughly like eight o'clock until I finish a project, that is me time. Um, and no one interrupts that. And that time is sacred. And it's important to have that and not to feel bad about doing so because mm-hmm. when we're able to take care of ourselves and not just like going to take a shower, like doing something that brings us joy, right, we're right. going to be so pumped up to be with our kids and to be in our jobs and to be with our partners. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. As a mompreneur, you have so many things that you're juggling. What has been the hardest thing during the pandemic? Getting fully dressed. <laughs> well, you don't like to work in your PJs all day. <laughs> but then I start to question who am I dressing up for, right? <laughs> I say that jokingly, but there's some truth to that. You start to reflect on on all of the items that you have mm-hmm. and their actual need for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my purses and I love all my shoes and I never want to give them up, but I have yet to wear a pair of heels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I will, you know, occasionally once a week, will dress up in a dress and put on my sh- my shoes and my sandals or my heels. And, you know, there is a level of elegance and there's a different energy you put off when you get, you get dressed. Mm-hmm. And so it's a matter of like, you know what? I need to have a few pieces that mean a lot to me. And I think I can let go of a, uh, of a few uh, other items. And I think that's still the hardest part because I want to keep everything. Yeah. Um, it's been a constant spring cleaning the past four months. There's nowhere to go, but the living room to the bedroom. <laughs> and so there's a constant, like, do I really need that? Well, it's funny because recently I just finished doing the Christmas in July giveaway and I was doing these promo videos. I partnered with so many great brands and I was doing these promo videos and I'm like, well, I can't just look like my everyday self. So I started putting makeup, not a lot, but just a little bit of makeup to do the promos. And even, even my best friend, she's like, why are you wearing makeup all of a sudden? And I'm like, because I'm promoting these brands. I can't look like a hot mess. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, no, I I need to, I need to do this every day. Like, like I need to like do it a little bit more often. It's just very interesting how we get in those habits and sometimes we get comfortable. Right. And sometimes those comfortable habits become bad habits. (laughs) Because I got very comfortable just being at home and wearing my sweatpants, not putting any makeup, not working out as much. And now I find myself in a place where I'm honestly like, no, I need to put a little bit more focus back to myself. It's like, no, I need to schedule, like you said, that time as I did before, schedule that time for myself. Today, I'm going to put a little bit more effort. I think it makes you feel good. And I think sometimes we need that. We are back with Jenny. Jenny, tell us a little bit about JTB lettering. What is JTB lettering? JTB, uh, for those who may not know, is essentially my my initials. Uh, so Jennifer Troya Bigger. So my maiden name is still part of my name. And Troya is how a lot of my friends, uh, they called me Troya growing up because for whatever reason, uh, as a child of the 80s, everybody's name was Jennifer or Jenny or Jen or Jen, <laughs> right? So I went with Troya. So 
uh, when I got married, um, I kept Troya as my middle name. So that's where JTB comes from. Prior to being a lettering artist, and when I was on the East Coast, I had a wedding planning business with a friend, and I provided that lettering or calligraphy service mm-hmm. um, for, for couples who were getting married. Fast forward afterwards uh, when we moved here to California I was teleworking raising my kids Mm -hmm. for two years and I'm not sure if this has happened to you Jenny or maybe it does to to other moms where you lose yourself as a mom Mm -hmm. absolutely and and you lose yourself in your job and then you don't know where you are where you stand or what you know what you're supposed to do for yourself Yep. And so arts and crafts and doodling and lettering has always been something I did for fun. Mm-hmm. And I would gift I would gift these things to my friends. And then five years ago, chalkboards were starting to become really popular. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to to practice uh, and I would do things for my family's kids or, you know, whomever was interested within my little circle. Right. And then one day through a hashtag a mom from atlanta found me and Mm -hmm. she's still a client and you know her name is shanika and i well i've never met her but she was the first person who reached out and said i would like for you to do this for my daughter and i will pay you and Mm -hmm. i thought my god you're gonna pay me to write and color stop (laughs) and and you know she and she spoke so beautifully of my work and you know so as a working mom and you know you're running around like your head got cut off you don't take the time to stop and appreciate the own beauty that you create mm-hmm. so it's for to hear that to hear that from someone like oh that that board was so nice and then you know I, I said sure you know I'll do this and that was like my trial my trial run and she loved it and she was ecstatic about it and so one thing led to another. I started, I opened up an Etsy shop. I started a Facebook page. And then within the Riverside community here in Southern California, mm-hmm. it had gotten such a great response. And no matter what people say, word of mouth is still the most powerful marketing yes. tool. Yes. Uh, and the community here has been so supportive. So I've, you know, whether it's birthday parties or weddings, a lot of my business, a lot of support comes from this area. But people from out of state can still be very supportive through the Etsy shop. Um, Mm -hmm. And and so one thing led to the other and JTB lettering started. I love it. And your work is just beautiful. Uh, You're so creative and talented. The more I follow and and see the the work, you see people grow. You really do. Like if you follow somebody for a long time, you see like kind of where they start in their journey and as they continue to progress. And it makes you feel good when you see other people that inspire you. Thank you. And I and I'm continuing to grow as an artist mm-hmm. and continue, continuing to learn and collaborate with others. And um, like you mentioned earlier, saying how you're evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, prior to this pandemic, I was hosting and teaching workshops so that others could learn how to letter. I love that. And, you know, and it's been such a beautiful experience to connect other moms with each other because typically it was moms who were signing up for the workshop so that mm-hmm. they could learn how to how to do lettering for their own kids. And so to be able to share that share that with other moms is really special and I love to connect other moms and other mompreneurs because you Mm -hmm. know that they were also signing up too 
And so I had hopes and visions for this upcoming year in the fall so that I could do something for the winter. So I am going to get creative and see if I can offer something virtually. But that's where mm-hmm. I am right now as an artist, as a mompreneur. I'm learning, I'm growing alongside others. So it's really nice to be able to add a personal touch to to any particular piece, whether it's a chalkboard or a canvas or a piece of ceramic, because it captures something or someone in a moment in time. And mm-hmm. they can always come back to that piece years from now and remember that particular celebration. To be able to be a small, small part of that brings me so much joy. I'm genuinely happy to see your growth. Thank you. And that feeling is very mutual. I believe there is plenty of sunshine for everyone. And we Me can too. All, and we can too. all win. We can all Absolutely. win. We can all succeed. Um, and it's and it's great to be there for one another. And I think that's really important. If mm-hmm. anyone is starting to, even if it's a small business, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Etsy, or you're just doing it for friends and families, it's, it's important to support one another. Absolutely. No, no matter how big the endeavor, because we can all win and there's no reason why we can't. I will say it's very hard to start a business alone and to do everything by yourself. I would encourage you that if you're just starting whatever endeavor it is that you want to start or a little side hustle or side business that you surround yourself first, surround yourself with positive people, people that are going to inspire you and uplift you because it is not an easy journey. It's a very difficult journey. Second, surround yourself with people that have more knowledge than you, that have more experience than you, that you can ask and that have been there. I mean, I'm always one that anything that I learn, I'm happy to share and pass down to somebody that is just starting or that because I know that I went through a lot of trenches and I'm still going through, you know, some things trying to figure stuff out. And if you can give somebody that hand, then it makes their journey a little bit easier. And then The other tip that I would give is just continue at it. If it's something that brings you joy, like you said, something that fulfills you, that brings you passion, I'm a true believer that the universe, God, call it what you will, they will show you the way. You just be consistent and continue to work at it. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing about JTV lettering. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? So you can visit my site at jtblettering.com. Most folks like to follow the journey through Instagram and my handle's jtbiggers. But if you um, go on any search engine and just type in uh, jtblettering, it'll direct you to various social media platforms. Everybody has their thing, right? Not everyone's on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and on Pinterest. And I have started a blog via JTB Lettering Mm -hmm. to showcase some of just what happens behind the scenes. And if you're looking Mm -hmm. to get started in learning how to letter, um, you can find that information on JTB Lettering. Awesome. Thank you so much. Please follow her. She has amazing work. Check out her Etsy shop so that you can get one of her pieces in your home. (laughs) Jenny, thank you so much. Absolutely. I love traditions and it is a show tradition that we ask each one of our guests this round of questions. So Jenny, this is your round of questions. All right. 
Jenny, what would you say is your biggest struggle as a mom? Putting laundry away. Me too. Me too. <laughs> still, it's still on a pile on my dresser and on my bed from like two days ago. I just keep moving it into another corner. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody. I have no problem washing it. I have no problem putting it in the dryer. I don't even mind the folding. Somehow from the folding to putting it away, there's like something gets lost. No, (laughs) I agree 100%. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like I'm I'm literally just like staring at three different piles I have right now. (laughs) Too funny. What is a great piece of advice that you've gotten from another mom or your mom? You can do anything. You just can't do everything at once. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I need to hear that all the time. (laughs) I'm going to tell you one more time. You can do anything, anything, Johnny, but not everything all at once. And like I mentioned before, like there are sacrifices during my day and sometimes the laundry doesn't get put away, the dishes don't get washed, or I don't mop the floor, or I don't wash my hair. <laughs> something something does not get done so that I can do something else. And that's just, it's, it's not a balancing act. You do, you prioritize what's most important that day. And clearly, putting away laundry is never a priority. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I agree. Okay, finish this sentence. Growing up Latina, I ate a lot of tortillas harina. <laughs> I think we all ate a lot of harina, just period. <laughs> like I, I don't know why you said that. I immediately envisioned my grandma who passed away a few years ago, and she know she'd be in the in the kitchen. Aha, mama! Like, how many do you want? <laughs> and you know, but. It's my favorite memory of her. Oh, I love that. Okay, what traditional Latino dish would you like to pass down to your kids and why? The most simplest one, of course, um, is a baleada. Um, and I'm not oh, sure what's if that? you're, no, if you're what familiar that? with Honduran cuisine. It is the most simplest thing ever, but it's so delicious. It's a tortilla de harina, um, uh-huh. and it has scrambled egg. Um, avocado, black beans, typically, you know, you can have them mash or however you cook them and you kind of roll it up or you put it to, you know, kind of like a quesadilla style, you fold it and you Uh eat it that way. It sounds like a breakfast burrito now that I'm trying to describe it, Um, (laughs) but everything is nice and warm. And so when you go to, uh, I mean, you're in New York, right? Uh, New Jersey. You're in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Then you need to go to uh, Union City or Jersey City, mm-hmm. somewhere that you'll find a spot and just ask for a baleada, and I promise you it does not disappoint. Oh, very good. I will. And actually, have that to try is that. what my kids eat for breakfast for the most part, minus the beans. They're not into the beans right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, what Hispanic home remedy do you swear by? Ooh, so many. Vicks. I don't even know how to say it in English. Anis. Anisette? No, I don't know. <laughs> Anis, an, anis, anis seeds? It's all the same way. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is, right? Yes, the seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And chamomile tea. For what? What do you What do you use the anise for? So if like you're struggling with, um, if you have a, a sty or any type of inflammation in the eye, eye area, mm-hmm. you would soak 
of rag in the agua de anis and mm -hmm. you put it over over your eyes. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And it helps. And it helps with the inflammation, yeah, or with the sty that you may have. It's also good for, you know, tummy aches along with the chamomile tea. But anise is like the go-to, mm -hmm. uh, my mom's go-to. And Vicks, I mean, is the cure for everything. I mean, I think that's <laughs> everywhere, right? Like there is like, it, I mean, like we have lots of it here. Like we use it for everything. <laughs> like we joke. I, I was joking with one of the moms that, that they will never go out of business with Latinos. <laughs> yeah. A bug bite, you put Vicks, right? You have an ankle sprain, you put Vicks. You have some shoulder oh. pain, you put Vicks. Kids, you know, are like, they're fine. I need Vicks. I need Vicks. <laughs> That's so funny. And before they go to bed, we put it on their feet, we rub it, and then we put socks over it. And that's just kind of, it just like stuck with me. Whether, whether it's, I, some of it is obviously true, right? Um, and others is just I think no. so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm no doctor, but those things have worked for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jenny. What do you want your legacy to be? <sighs> and when I think of legacy, I think of how I want to be remembered, right? And mm -hmm. so the power of community. So we are who we are because of our community and who the people who raised us, the people who stood by us. And so what we're doing now is that we are giving back to our community. And so that's what I want. I want people to remember to always, always, when I get a little teary-eyed. So to never, to never forget where you came from, right? I love that. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing. It has been a pleasure to have you on the show. Once again, where can people connect with you? You can find me on jtblettering.com or on Instagram. My handle is jtbiggers. Um, and if uh, Facebook is your preferred uh, social media platform, JTB Lettering is where I'll be found. Very good. Very good. There you have it. The very, very talented Jenny T. Biggers. Thank you again, Jenny, for being on. Thank you so much. Jenny's the real deal. Juggling motherhood, work, and a side hustle is not easy for any mom, especially now during this pandemic. I love that Jenny reminds us that we need to schedule time for ourselves and the things that bring us joy. And if that means that the dishes don't get done, hey, that's okay. Prioritizing what we value is key and accepting that we can do anything, but not everything at once. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Latina Mom Legacy Podcast. Como siempre, mil gracias. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at mi legacy, spelled M-I-L-E-G-A-S-I. You can also sign up for La Lista and stay up to date with everything that's going on by simply clicking on the show notes in your podcast platform. Or visit the latinamomlegacy.com and click on today's episode. You'll also find links to today's book recommendations, Jenny's online shop, and a discount code from Legacy Shop. Finally, want to support this podcast? The best way to show your support is to write a review. Reviews are a way the podcast can get visibility and empower other moms like you to connect, create, and carry on our Latinx heritage. Un beso, un abrazo, y hasta la próxima. Ciao, ciao. What do you want your legacy to be?